Talking about someone. <laughs> yeah. We are good to go. All right. Should have came into that theme song music. Or I said on threads the other day you were going to come into something because McLaren overtook Aston Martin. <laughs> I should have. You know what? You want to restart? No. No, because I can't think of anything good enough for McLaren in this uh, this short amount of time. But, yes, I am very, very, very happy, and we will discuss it further. But yes, we'll. very, very happy. I did check this morning, too, when I was at work because I thought of that, and I was like, I was like, where do they – I was like, did they get it because of everything that happened at the race? And then I looked – and I was like, oh, yeah, because they fucking got it. McLaren posted something about it, like them moving up. And then after they both placed during the sprint, well, they officially only needed six points after the sprint race weekend. I mean, and then you both had both Oscar and Alonzo retire, but Lando placing well was more than enough. So yeah. there. You just, you love to see it. You, you love, love to see it. You love see it so now they just have how many teams they've got like an 80 point spread to ferrari so feasible but not likely well one or both ferraris will be taking a penalty for a new power unit in the next two races so that's right they will i forgot about um but yes but we'll get into it. Hello, everyone. Hello there. Welcome. Oh, I'm bad today. Hold on. <laughs> right. Oh, it's 33. Well, how do you know that quick? Because I checked it our is. statistics before we started. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. saw that it was episode 32, which it's we thought episode... was going to... We were hoping that it was going to have more plays because of our f- new friends on threads, and we we did not. It's okay. It's okay. We'll get there. Um, but yes, welcome back. It's episode 33. We did um, just get a new follower on Twitter. You, 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 you. I'm I know growing. You're... <laughs> <laughs> I'm growing. Now sit at 83 followers on Twitter. <laughs> Take that. Yes, so we are back with another episode of F1 Underground. Um, as always, he's Owen. I'm Casey. <laughs> Damn right I am. Yes, that's right. Um, he's a McLaren fan. I'm the Ferrari fan. <laughs> so. We try not to be biased. We all know. I don't think it goes that well. No, it doesn't go that well. No, to the fact, I'll get, we'll get into it later on, but to the fact when the news came out about who got disqualified after the race, I came back later on at the wedding to see it officially, and I posted, and people said, we were waiting for your reaction. <laughs> It, people so, know now. People know. Our friends we're on threads know, and I think they were very disappointed with me tweeting during yeah. during the sprint shootout. 
Well, you also had... I mean, it's a sprint shootout. It's not like it's... I don't know. Yeah. You were fine. I read back. Um, but yeah, so we're going to recap um, the US GP, and then we'll do some predictions for the Mexico GP. Because it's race number two of the triple header. Um, but as always, we'll go into our meme of the week. Um, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? I'll go. Uh, does yours have to do with the disqualifications from this week? Yes, I've, I've, yeah, they both do. Oh, damn. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'll go first then. <laughs> okay. I'll go first. I didn't want to like spoil it. And I thought maybe we could use it as like a segue into the, the race recap, but yeah. So Ferrari posted this picture after Coda and said, letting the sparks fly in Austin. And while this is a fantastic picture, this would be like a great picture. The comment mm-hmm. on, on Reddit is this age, like fresh milk. <laughs> obviously yeah. everything that happened with Charles, he was disqualified because the planks underneath his car were eroded away, which we'll do a mm-hmm. little bit more explaining later or actually do you want to do it now? Just or, or do you want to do it now? No, we'll go into no because I have that as the first before we even go into more team okay. specific race recaps. So okay, so yeah, since so it was we, such a big thing, the car was running too low to the floor essentially, and yeah, it's hilarious because they're running too low to the floor. And now they have sparks flying, and now they're posting it on the picture. Which I'd be curious to see if this picture still posted or up. Oh, it's Ferrari. It's 100% still up. I will check right now. I'll check right now, too. Let's see who can get there first. It's not up. Oh, maybe it is. Hold on. Yeah, it is right there. Where? No, it's right there. Where? Three days ago. Oh, there it is. Um, You're right. After, yeah. I didn't scroll down enough. First comment. That's what caused you and Lewis the penalty. Just a joke. (laughs) Just it's, it's not really a joke. That's just no. I think they're saying that the team is just a joke because second comment says and letting the points fly after the race. <laughs> Literally, uh, that's fantastic. And going for a one stop after your other driver was the only driver to go on the mediums during the sprint race. So you thought you would figure it out, but whatever. You thought. What Don't get into your rant yet. Fun. We have we have a block of time scheduled for that. A block of time. <laughs> we have a block of time. Got the calendar event blocked off. To yes. But yeah, that's my meme of the week. Just something funny. I like from it. The unfortunate circumstances with Ferrari and Mercedes, but Mercedes was smart. Yeah. Didn't post anything. No. Ferrari just kept shooting themselves in the foot. They yeah. literally said that they. Tweeted about the bad news of his disqualification, but said in the same tweet, literally one press of return or enter down was like, but congratulations on Carlos getting P3. People were like, he didn't get it because he like deserved it. He literally like, (laughs) they were getting destroyed. That's, I might've responded to that one. Um, wine drunk at the wedding. Oh, good. (laughs) That's good. Damn. You know what? Everybody go find that. Go find that right now. No, it's not like that. Go find that tweet or that thread, whatever you call thread. I can tell you what it says right now. I think I just said you guys were a joke, complete joke of a team. Damn. (laughs) Dad, when he talks about the flyers. (laughs) Yeah, I did. Hold on. 
I, yeah, I said you guys are a joke, a complete and utter joke. <laughs> wow. Damn, Lucy going for the fucking jugular. Mm -hmm. They tried literally getting us with the bad news first and then wanted to sprinkle well, like on a, top. It's a compliment sandwich. You know, it's when you want to give somebody bad news, you no. give them a little piece of good news and then you slide in the bad news and then you follow it up with good news. Because no one. No. Okay. We'll get to it. Um, okay. Yes. But going off of that, this is my first meme. So this is how 1644 fans woke up this morning, meaning oh, yesterday. Yes. <laughs> this is fantastic. It's, it's this one. <laughs> I love the in the pool picture. It's so. The photo, oh, like, <laughs> no thoughts. And then poor Lewis. <laughs> just pain. Yes. And then you had the best Instagram post the two of them could ever have put out together. They did a collab Instagram post, like the oh no. So it showed up on both. You didn't see this? No, I don't. I don't follow the drivers on Instagram. I probably uh, know. No, okay. So you know how on Instagram you can do like tag like collaborator, and then it shows up on both feeds. Yeah, I've seen. Yeah, yeah, I've seen sports so, before. It, Lewis and Charles posted this, <laughs> and the caption was "mood." <laughs> That is fantastic. You know, I have to mm -hmm. give them props on that one. That is taking advantage of their situation. Yeah. Trying to make the best out of it. That's that's pretty good. That's that's pretty yeah. good. As people even were going, like, so then there's people making memes because of this. And people were saying that it was, like, pretend DMs between LeClaire and Hamilton. Because if you look at LeClaire's Instagram feed, it's aesthetically pleasing. All the pictures match. It's all the same, like, filter, whatever. So it was between him and Lewis, and Lewis is like, you want me to add this filter to it? And Charles is like, yes, please, thank you. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. But then I um, made this. I said, if now's the time you two want to collab on music, now's the time that, to go. <laughs> that's true. That'd be a fantastic <laughs> album cover, too. That'd be yeah, so, so good. That was my – they have the marketing right there ready for ready, ready for use. Roll. Just credit for just credit me, and I will be more. You don't even have to actually credit me, so it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have to credit me at all. Um, but yes, so we will move on to one second. The USGP recap. USGP. Um, yeah, let me see if this article is working because earlier it was. Otherwise known as Cota, or Circle yeah. of the Americas, or. Everyone show up as a cowboy. Or the cowboy race, yep. Or um the only race we'll be ever be able to afford to attend. That's true because they literally were already posting tickets for next year. You can get three days for like three hundred bucks Where in the it? grandstand. I know. But I can't. I'll we will have another wedding next year that same weekend, so <laughs> Damn Maybe one time. Me one time. Um, but yeah, so bef yeah, before we get into the actual, like, F1 race recap, I was actually able to watch some of the F1 Academy on F1 TV coverage. Um, you could literally have gotten coverage anywhere, anywhere in the country, or anywhere in the world, either on YouTube TV, um, I think even Twitch was streaming it, um, so it was just like normal, the F1 TV coverage was the Sky Sports coverage, which was nice. Because you had Naomi right. Schiff being one of the main commentators. Um, I don't know if it was Crofty or Martin Brundle that were in the box. 
Um, I mean, she's not everyone's favorite for good reasons. Danica Patrick was also there um, talking to the drivers and stuff. But it is an interesting format. They do three races each weekend. There's one practice session. I don't even know if there was a qualifying. I can't remember because I didn't see one. And then there's three races. They were each like 10 to 15 laps long. Really? Mm-hmm. And they so get like... So I, I missed this on Saturday. I, I meant to watch it, and I got caught up packing and everything. So I, I missed this. But So when they finished the first race, did they then carry the same positions over into the next race? Like if I no, started it's... second but finished fifth, do I then start in fifth for the next one? No, it's like um, – so here you go. So the weekend format – so there's one practice – or free practices are 40 minutes long, and then a qualifying is 15 minutes. So before race one – there are two free practice sessions of 40 minutes and two qualifying sessions of 15 minutes. Um, race one is 30 minutes plus one lap. Race two is 20 minutes plus one lap. And race three is 30 minutes plus one lap. So I guess it's however many. Um, yeah, that's, but then it says. So um, it's like an so. endurance race too. Like, oh, okay. So hold on. So it says the driver securing pole position in the first qualifying session will start race one from P1. The driver securing pole position in the second qualifying session will start race three from P1. The first eight finishers in the first qualifying session will start race two in reverse order. So say, so listen, okay. So say, um, yes. So what was her name? Sorry, I don't want to get it wrong. So, Martia Garcia was the first F1 Academy race winner of the season, of this, right. like, in their history. So, say she gets pole position in qualifying, the first qualifying session. So, race one, she starts from P1. Mm-hmm. But then, if she finishes P1 in the first race, she'll start eighth in race two because it's reverse order. So, the first eight are reverse grid order, which is what people want a sprint race weekend to be a reverse grid order because I think they do it in F2 and F3 as well. Okay. Um, and then the second, they have a second qualifying and the driver who secures pole position in the second qualifying. So say it's a different girl. She starts P1 in race three. So yeah, there's always different. Um, right. So, so I'm what are you on? Are you on F1? Here, I'll... I'm on F1 Academy's website right now. And I'm looking yeah, at go to the summary. And I see race one, M. Garcia. Race two, H. Alcubisa. Alcubisa. Yeah, there's there's sisters. There's two of them. And then you got it right. race three was J. Edgar. So mm-hmm. how come Marte... Martina Mart- Garcia? Martina Garcia. Sorry. Martina Garcia won then, technically. The whole thing? Yeah. Because it's like every they have like seven rounds, I think, throughout the entire season. She had the most points at the end. So she's like the master step and she won the drivers championship for the F one Academy. Oh, okay. I see that. That's my fault. I was looking at If you go to the link I just put in the No, if you go to the link I just put in the Google sheet, it's the whole it explains the entire format. Um Rules and regulations. Ah and like the point and stuff. uh, So yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Yes. So, but there was other stuff. So, obviously, Susie Wolf 
there's literally no one better to be in charge of F1 Academy. She um, was on a lot of the news, the coverage. Um, she was. There's one clip I posted where she's saying, because there's videos of Lewis making his way and supporting. And Lewis right. was a big supporter of the W Series. He was one that was very vocal when it, W Series went under. Um, she basically said, why is it only Lewis? Like, there's 19 other drivers, 10, 10 teams, and the 10 teams are going to have their liveries with drivers next year. They need to start showing support. And it was just like, you tell them, Susie Wolf. <laughs> yeah, she's, um, she's absolutely not wrong. Yeah. And then, and I didn't question Mercedes not supporting F1 Academy and Susie Wolf because of Toto. I did not expect, like, I did not question that. So George then handed out trophies for one of the races. He made his way to the paddock. Um, but then Carlos Sainz spent time with Martia Garcia because she's also a fellow Spaniard. So they took a picture together and she's also a prima right. racing driver, which is tech is the Italian like racing team. Um, right. But then who, what else? Oh, Lewis was at the end of one of the races, like congratulating them like at park for May. Um, so yeah, it will be. And then you had the news right before this weekend that, um, Bianca Bustamante is signing with McLaren. So she will be representing yeah, McLaren. That and was a are, huge. Yeah. Huge I mean, she's release. huge. Yeah. Mer- McLaren knows how to pick drivers that have good social media skills. Like you, Oscar, I'm taking Oscar out of it because he's like an anomaly. <laughs> he doesn't yeah, really well. have social media skills. But I mean, you have Lando. Um, most of their IndyCar drivers all have good followings. But like, right. Bianca, she I follow her on TikTok. I follow her on everything. She's so good. Um, so yeah, that's a huge, that's a huge, op- like opportunity for her, obviously. And then McLaren as well. That was a good signing on Zach Brown. I have to yeah. give that to him. Um, she was in the garage on Sunday during the race too with McLaren um, in the orange polo. But people wanted her to get signed by Ferrari because she's number sixteen. She just uh... won in Monza. For F1 Academy. Um, and she also came from Prima as well. So people were like, Ferrari. She's legit right there. Yeah. <laughs> and they let her go. So that might be a missed opportunity um, for Ferrari, but Yeah, but if they're looking at the girl who just won the entire thing, who's with Prima. That's that's a good point. Yeah. Um, but it will be interesting to see. I think one of the girls was retiring. Cause you have to you can only do it until you're a certain age. Um I just had oh, that really? up on. Yeah, you can only do it. Yes, you have to be 25 years or younger. Um, oh, wow, okay. And they, you can start at 16. So, like, that Jessica oh, Edgar, that yeah. won race three, she yeah. literally looks like a child. She's like a baby. Oh, like, wow. I don't even think she was actually spraying champagne because she was definitely 18 or younger. Technically like, not allowed to. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the one, girl, the one girl had to retire because she was, like – too old to be in F1 Academy. They can go on to different forms of motorsport after, or they can leave. Like the one girl was going to be a performance engineer for Aston Martin, I think. Oh, okay. So, yeah. I mean, it helps them get in the door with teams regardless. So, right. yeah. Shout out to Suzy Wolf. I am excited that every round next year will be televised. So Yeah, that's. I, I remember us talking about that when that news broke originally. And like I said, I wanted to watch this weekend. I just, I got caught up doing other stuff, but the fact that they're broadcasting all of them next year is going to be really nice. Cause that means I'll mm-hmm. definitely 
absolutely like definitely tune in for one rounds and see yeah you know this different racing format and everything and see you know the drive like the drivers you know so yeah no yeah, they're I'm, I'm i know i think it was race two that the bianca she like stalled at the start so she got started way late because she stalled uh, and ended up in the points she ended up like p9 people were like okay <laughs> mclaren they do have a good one in her, yeah so. Yeah, they're they'll be they have a good one. Um, but yeah, yes, Byron, so I wanted to. Iron socials were posting that everywhere. Well, it's huge. She's the first yeah. one that's officially been signed by a team, like that's being backed by an F one yeah. team. McLaren's the first people to do that. Like Mercedes hasn't, and his wife is in charge. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there big... is there was a there was a girl who has an Alfa Romeo style livery, and I can't remember if it was Alfa Romeo or not, but. Um, yeah, there's it'll be I'm excited to see them continue. And hopefully it leads to someone in F one, so Yeah, that would be that would be sweet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it'll be exciting to see as more drivers or more teams announce drivers. Um, but yes. Um moving on or no? Yes, sorry, I was looking up the McLaren article about Bianca because I want to read it. Um, yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, yeah. She has, and she is, she's good videos because I don't think she came from a lot. She's posted before, like her parents worked multiple jobs to get is her. She, is she a YouTuber? Like, uh, uh, I don't know if she has YouTube. She might now, maybe because of McLaren's reach, and maybe if she, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't talk if she at least. She, uh, I know she posts on TikTok a lot. So, getting to know, yeah, it doesn't. Oh, she has a YouTube. Yeah, I don't know what she does with it, but I mean, now she might get more people. The last post was to... one month ago, so I could, yeah, I could definitely see her, definitely see her posting more now. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yes, moving on to the F1 race weekend. Um, the highlight of the weekend for me was Leclerc getting pole. <laughs> I don't know. You, <laughs> you were very happy about that. Yes. You were very happy about that. I was that. very happy about that. about that. Um, I mean, I don't blame you for getting for you know getting excited about that. Ambulance is really excited about it too. Out there. <laughs> um, yeah, that benefits of living next to an ambulance dispatch. Dispatch. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. I didn't really. I didn't have a chance to watch qualifying, so I like don't. I can't speak on it you know well qualifying was friday yeah you were at no qualifying was qualifying was exciting i mean as usual yeah um there was a lot of track limits i mean that's why leclerc ended on pole because max's fastest lap got deleted yeah um i mean that radio message between the leclerc and his engineer is iconic he literally says like max fastest lap and he Leclerc's like, I'm literally like punching my helmet, my steering wheel, like I'm pissed. And he goes, then he comes back and says, lap time deleted for Stappen. And Leclerc goes, fuck, can you say for Stappen first? Name first. And then <laughs> lap time deleted. Because he thought his was getting deleted. <laughs> oh, that's good. I, I mean, yeah. I would think the same thing if I was in that situation. If my mm-hmm. radio engineer came on and was like, lap time deleted, I'd be like, fuck me. Like, yeah. <laughs> Like, God damn it. And then, like, yeah, him saying Verstappen and be like, oh, dude, like, lead with that next time. <laughs> like, yeah. 
But yeah, so there was a lot of lap times deleted. Um, let me go back. I'm trying to think if there's anything else notable. Um, is that when? No, Leclerc called George Mr. Russell during sprint shootout, right? Yes, because that was the penalty he impeded. between yeah Russell and Ple- impeded Leclerc, and then they got on the radio and they said penalty for George you know, impeding or something, whatever, whatever, however it was conveyed to, to Charles. Oh yeah. Yeah. Charles yeah. Got on it was like, Oh, thank you, Mr. Russell. Like, and I don't know if that's yeah, it's like penalty. For, he said penalty for you, Mr. Russell. Yeah. That, yeah. That's what it was. <laughs> also an iconic radio. Um, I mean, I knew Leclerc meant business when he didn't show up in his red qualifying pants. So yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> you know where I'm all I, weekend. So he's trying to switch it up. He either t- left them. By mistake, or he turned twenty six and said, "I'm no longer wearing these qualifying." He pants. feels like he feels like he's a grown man. You could leave his pants yeah. somewhere and forget yeah. them. Um. Oh, I we had the best threads because I posted from that TikTok last week of the kid guy. It's like this is you watching, and it literally is me oh, watching yes. every race. And he's a Leclerc fan, and. I posted, said, say a prayer, everyone. And someone said, oh, are you a Leclerc fan? I didn't know. I said, mm, I like to, don't like to be, um, like, very the out devil. there with it. Keep it as, <laughs> yeah, devil. <laughs> you might be my fave. Um, but, yes, um, it was also the 100th Grand Prix weekend for Russell and Norris. Yes, it was. Um, Nando had some sweet stickers and, and released and released a couple cool different things for. That was the 100th. coolest helmet to have 100th yeah. gp4 like each sticker represented a different race um then he could have bought the sweatshirt with it yeah that was that was exciting meanwhile it was leclerc's 100th race start with ferrari and he forgot and came out with a football helmet <laughs> that said touchdown for austin on the top so every time you saw him in the car on the broadcast all you saw was touchdown for austin it touchdown was his worst austin. helmet ever yeah, that's pretty or uh, ever. It did make me think though, we should we should um in the off season, we should do our like top ten favorite helmets and liveries from the season. Oh, that's there's been a lot. Good. Yeah. That's really we good. We each have like our own list. Idea. Yeah. Um I know mine already. And, top. And, yeah. And I don't know how I missed it, but K-Mag's special helmet was sick, too. It was Route 66 inspired. So, like, the map of Route 66 Whoa. was on top. Mm-hmm. Really? I missed that one completely. Mm-hmm. How did we miss that? Yeah, it was cool. cool. I don't know. I missed... I almost missed Nico Holkenberg's. And then K-Mag was on the screen, and I was like, who is that? And I was like, oh, Kevin Magnuson. Kevin. Whose daughter joined him in the media pen, yes, on Sunday, and it stole the show. Does she really? You see, like, her... Yeah, oh, she's like so a little. Of her right here. <laughs> she's like her eyes are peeking over the little like the railing. <laughs> That's oh, did he not post it on his Twitter? Come on. No, he doesn't do. I think it was on Haas's Instagram. Of course it was. Son of a bitch. Just look up Kevin Magnuson's Route sixty six helmet. I like looking for it though. I like the anticipation of trying to find it. All right, I'll find it later. But that's a, that's a very cool helmet. That's a very very cool helmet. Yeah. Helmet. Um. But yes, George Russell didn't really go all out for the 100th Grand Prix. 
he had special merch, but it was like very George Russell. It was like vintage, like patches sewn onto sweatshirts. So that was, really oh, it. but he didn't do a helmet or anything. That's weird. You would think you would make a and, weird deal out of that. Yeah. And screw Red Bull because that should be the 2019 rookies. That should be Russell Norris and Alex Albon all celebrating their hundredth GP together. Yeah, I agree. But because they had to kick Alex Albon to the curb, and Helmut Marco has said that they he regrets it. He thinks they did it too soon, and they put him in that Red Bull car too soon. Now they're eating the words because look at Alex Albon go. But yes, Ooh, um, there's a there's a mini Lando Norris helmet. But the for forty nine dollars. Oh, that's not expensive. That's not bad. I thought it was gonna be like five hundred bucks. Well, it's it's one to five scale, so I don't I don't know how like large that is, but it's from the hundred GP, and he's got the hundred stickers on it. That's cool. The the um, one that also... two scale is two hundred and twenty four dollars. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, McLaren also did a cool video with him. They like he was sitting at a table with like Polaroids from every race, and he was like going through memories of different races. That he's in his the career. And someone said Ferrari can never do this with Charles Leclerc because he would literally have PTSD and get unwanted <laughs> trauma. <laughs> You're not wrong. He would have a panic attack on the screen. <laughs> You're not wrong. Not a lot no. of happy memories for him to to look back on. No, and I don't blame him. He's... Most recently. Yeah. But yes, um, moving on. To the main issue of the weekend. Like, you can't even... Like, the race was totally overshadowed by the disqualification... This... Yeah. ...of Lewis Hamilton and Charlotte Claire. Like, I had no clue it was Max Verstappen's 50th Grand Prix win. Because, like, it was... that either. Yeah. He's, like, in the... It's like he's with the crowd of, like, Schumacher, Vettel, Hamilton, because they've all won 50 Grand Prix. Damn. So, yes. But that was completely overshadowed by... Lewis Hamilton and Charlotte Claire being disqualified for a plank because their plank was not correct. The plank yeah. rules weren't met. It's literally the weirdest thing. I've never heard of it until it, this weekend. It, but it makes sense, though. It like, does make sense. But I have sense. issues with the FI. <laughs> yeah. But I'll get into but, it. We'll get into yeah, it. Do you want to explain the plank rule or do you want me to do it? Whatever, if you looked into it, I don't care. I also added another article from Motorsport, but... I looked into it. I read an article um, by our dear friend, Mark Schofield. Yes. Um, He kind of just went over what happened and everything. And essentially, on the bottom of the car, there's this fiberglass composite material plank that is put onto the bottom of every car and... All it essentially does is it it checks to see if your car is riding is set too low by basically if it, if it arose away during the race Mm. within a, within a certain degree, then you are riding too low. And the reason they do that is because when you ride the, when you lower the cars too much, you get more speed through corners at certain points, more speed is dangerous so it's a safety precaution established yes after the death of art and senna you know it was it was something that came about after the kind of the whole sport was kind of 
revolutionized because of that death and everything and because of other mm-hmm. incidents that happened as well. But it's it's essentially a very low-tech way that makes sure that the car isn't riding too low. And what happens is after the race is over, kind of like a random drug test for like college athletes, the FIA picks random cars to go and test for and say like, hey, how much is this eroded? And it just so happened this week that both Lewis and Charles were picked and then they got, they got, they found that they were both, you know, kind of within that, within a violation of it. Um, I have, it said Charles Leclerc's, I don't know about Lewis Hamilton's, but it says Leclerc's plank was under the minimum by a few tenths of a millimeter in the FIA inspections. So, and there were four cars inspected. It was the top three and Leclerc. Yeah. So the pole sitter and then the top three. So from what I read, it essentially, like I said, it works like a random drug test. Like it's it's literally just like the cars finish and then the teams are told. And it's just like, hey, you're getting floor tested today. You know, someone could get wheel tested. Someone could get tire pressure tested, you know, stuff like that. Different things. Um, yeah, the, the, the luck of the draw just kind of fell on Lewis and Charles this weekend. And they both unfortunately violated it. The weirdest part about it was there's nothing in place right now that causes like if like since Lewis's car got checked, there's nothing in place right now. This is my issue. <laughs> the FIA then go and check George's car, which is mm-hmm. weird to me because it's the cars are definitely the cars are obviously specced differently to their drivers' likings and whatnot. But I would to me it makes sense in my mind of okay, Lewis, you you know, fell in violation of this, we're going to go check your teammate's car. Um, if they find that he's good, then you find that he's good. Or if you find that he's he's not good, he finds that he's not good. Um, I understand where your frustration come from, comes from, and I can probably beat you to it because of, you know, since Charles was, was DQ'd, why wasn't Carlos's car checked? And then he was also DQ'd as well. Well, and I also saw, so Formula Racers po- posted from one of the F1 reporters that they both ran very similar setups. Right. So if Charles Leclerc's setup and Carlos Sainz's setup were very similar, there's a chance. And I yeah. think I also saw people were saying because of how bumpy the track was, was also playing a part. Yeah. So, and it's not something that happens every race weekend. Like, I've never yeah. heard of this before. So that's what people are more confused because just it happened. Is, I th- I genuinely think that it is just kind of like a, oh shit, the, you know, the stars aligned for something like mm-hmm. this to occur. You know, it was always feasible because of the way that we do it. You know, speaking from, you know, the FIA's point of view of like, yeah, it's possible that, you know, every single person that we randomly test could get disqualified. But yeah, clearly it doesn't happen a lot since, you know, we've never seen it before. Um, well, so the motorsport know. article I read said the most famous incident right now is still when Michael Schumacher was disqualified from the 1994 Belgian Grand Prix. That's right. been the most famous incident since this past weekend. Because I feel like this one's going to take the cake <laughs> well, for two yes. drivers, especially. So, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Whether the FIA comes around and kind of, you know, reevaluates the rule now and everything because of this incident or, you know, we'll see what happens. But yeah, the idea is if you're getting randomly checked, then it, it kind of, it, it creates this atmosphere of like, well, if it could happen the, 
any of us randomly, then all of them are going to, all the teams are going to abide by these rules, you know? Mm -hmm. And like I said, I don't think, I don't think Mercedes and Ferrari spec their cars this weekend being like, Oh, Hey, we know we're going to be in violation of this, but like, we'll we'll be fine because we, you know, we'll get the lucky, lucky side of it and we won't get picked. And then, Oh shit, we got picked. I think it was just, like you said, there's certain things that the FIA can't control, whether it's on the track, stuff like that, you know, it's, but the one, the one thing I really liked about it was when somebody, a reporter asked Total Wolf about it, you know, he, he said, he was like, it sucks. It's mm-hmm. annoying that it happened, but he goes, those are the rules. And and we were in violation of the rules. Like we have to hold true to them. And it was like, okay, yeah. Like you're not, you're not wrong. You know, I definitely do think the reevaluation, if there is going to be one from the FIA needs to come in the idea of okay if your teammate gets pegged for it yes exactly like both cars need to be checked in like yeah if your teammate's getting in trouble your car should also be right checked like um because as much as they are teammates you know we've had multiple conversations about teammates racing you know they are competing so it's you know you could end up you could conceivably have the situation where you know, let's say Charles and Carlos are fighting for second place in the in the drivers' championship, mm-hmm. and this is the last race of the year, and Charles loses out on it because he gets disqualified from the spot, and Carlos finishes in points. You know, like, and then you know, obviously, it gets checked after the race, so there's nothing they can do about it during the race. You know, like, yeah, it is weird. I so I just, went back. Sorry, good. No, I was. I think it just it removes any sort of like fight, for lack of a better word, from the drivers that it happens to, or like equal chance. Equal chance is a better term. Equal chance from any of the drivers that it happens to, because that's the thing. Like I said, mm. you don't know during the race. The fact that you get randomly checked afterwards is a good policy. Like it, it, it works. You know. Oh yeah. From from doing it, but yeah, like you could conceivably have this situation of shit, now my biggest competitor just overtook me because of a floor issue that I didn't even know I could fix during the race, you know, or I didn't even know that I could, I was getting close to affecting, you know, or, or triggering. So yeah, I think if a teammate gets triggered, one, the other teammate should have their car checked as well. Yeah, no, that's, I, that's what I have seen is the biggest I guess you could say gripe with this rule because it's like you said, they're obviously their teammates cars can be set up differently, but like if Leclerc and Hamilton both were in violation, then I feel like their teammates might also have been in violation as well. Right. Um, yeah. But I did also see, so apparently Lewis Hamilton, excluding the outliers, it says Hamilton was one tenth faster than Verstappen during the race on the Sunday. Oh, so so that could have it been does give you some speed. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Um, it does give you some speed. Yes. But so I also went back to, because we were asked this question on threads today, like what counts as a violation? So the actual article from the FAA states that the mandatory plank fitted to the underside of the cars must not wear below a minimum thickness of nine millimeters. So um, if you're below 8.9, which makes us, that makes me feel like that's what Leclerc was at 
that is what will give you yeah. that violation or disqualification. Yeah, so where did I see I because my- Mark's, Mark's article did a good job too of of kind of just like laying out the facts. So it says Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. As you can see, the or I'll, I'll read this too. So this is this is from the FIA's technical regulations. The thickness of the plank assembly measured normal to the lower surface must be 10 millimeters plus or minus 0.2 millimeters and must be uniform when new. A minimum of thickness of nine millimeters will be accepted due to wear and conformity to this provision will be checked at the peripheries of the designated holes. So it says the thickness of the plank is required to be 10 millimeters. But yeah, they're saying like, you know, you're coming down a hill, your car is going to bump, it's going to bump into the ground and scrape a little bit, we'll accept mm-hmm. anything, you know, anything above nine millimeters. But yeah, I think you're right. Lewis and Charles were just under that like eight millimeter or nine millimeter mark. And that's why they got, that's why they got flagged. Yeah. Um. So I looked up Michael Schumacher, 1994, and why he was, so he, his might have been the most famous because it was the first one. So it says, um, the race steward ruled that a mandatory wood plank under, so this was wood at the time, wood plank under his car aimed at slowing drivers down did not meet measurement requirements. It was either too thin or too light, giving him an advantage over his competitors. Um, the stewards of the Belgium Grand Prix have decided to inflict a penalty on Benetton Ford and driver Michael Schumacher of exclusion from the event. Um, and then it goes on to say the crude board was introduced into the high technology sport halfway through the season in the wake of two racing fatalities which was um, in the Brazil Grand Prix, or the San Marino Grand Prix in May. So that same year is yeah. why they entered. And then Michael Schumacher was disqualified. I might sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, but yes, so because of those two being disqualified, um, Max obviously won. That didn't help anything. Landa moved up to P2 in the champion era in the race and then Carlos Sainz got P3 and I thought it was hilarious I posted it today go back and find the pictures this is the third time in Carlos Sainz's career he's been awarded a podium after the race (laughs) like so it happened in 2019 in Brazil the podium finishers were Hamilton uh Verstappen Hamilton and Gasly and then it happened again in 2021. I can't figure out where it's from. It's Esteban Hamilton and Sebastian Vettel. And then obviously again this weekend. So he's literally, because I saw automatically, it was like, if I had a nickel for every time, Carlos Sainz was awarded a podium after the race. <laughs> I would have yeah, three the, nickels. <laughs> the the whole concept behind it is is funny. And it, like, mm-hmm. it's so, it's hilarious to me because it reminds me of, have you ever seen... Ford versus Ferrari, the racing seen clips of it. Yeah. So it's it, it's Christian Bale and Matt Damon, and essentially they're mm-hmm. they're hired by Ford to create the Ford GT five hundred. No, four hundred. I forget a race car to beat Ferrari in in Le Mans. Yes. I think I could be wrong, but regardless, there's no. A I scene think it is Le Mans where they're where they're testing the car, and Christian Bale's character is the driver. He's Shelby. Um, he's driving the car and he pulls up and he says, there's air getting stuck somewhere. So what they start doing is they start ripping the computers out. They start ripping all the shit out and all the Ford people are like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? And he was like, 
we are, we're going to figure out where the air is getting stuck. And they're like, their computers will tell you how to do that or like where it's getting stuck. <laughs> and they're like, no, we're, we have our way of doing it. They literally take duct tape and yarn and they cut little pieces of the yarn and they tape it all over the car. So as they're driving, they can, they can see, see the wind flow. And then the Ford guy has binoculars up and he's looking at the car and he's like, oh, yeah, look at that right there. Like there's the yarn on the front of the car is blowing, and but the yarn on the back isn't. So the car that mm. is taking the air and just throwing it up and not streamlining it. Um, and it's just, it reminds me of that scene because it's like, like you just said, like it was a wood plank at first. Like, yeah. And it's essentially just screwed into the bottom of the car. And it's just, hey, we're going to penalize you depending on how much you make contact to the ground with this. Like, like if you wear it down enough, you're yeah. going too fast. Like, <laughs> that's that's pretty much what yeah. it is. So it's like, no, it is weird. It's wild. It is, but yeah, it's, but now- it's especially weird because, like we said, it's random teams that are selected, mm-hmm. and it's the fact that it happened to two high-profile drivers this year. Or at this race was a little funky, but I mean, just and again, the like, pole setter. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, and the pole setter. It's one of those things that it's like, yeah, because it's all random. It's one of those things that it's like this could happen. Is it likely? Not really, but it could happen, and we just happen to land two on drivers. The, the percentage that yeah. it was going to happen this weekend, you know? Yeah, no, it's definitely it is strange. Something look to look at for, um now on but yes it definitely but obviously that hurts Hamilton in the fight for P2 yeah um that's a lot of points for a Ferrari to lose out on i mean for both of them with McLaren literally on their tails so yeah yeah that was not not the best um but yes moving on we'll go into more Ferrari and stuff um Red Bull um, Max clearly obviously won from P6 this week after his lap time was still here during quali because of track limits, but it only took him to lap 29 to get to the front. <laughs> that's all right. That's so, pretty good. That's a little bit longer than I thought. Not going to lie. What, 56 mm-hmm. in this race? Yeah. 56. That, I mean, that's, hey, that's, uh, it's more than halfway. Yeah. Um, and like we said earlier, it's Max's 50th Grand Prix win. What? I got confused there for a second. No, it's more than halfway through the race. To, yeah, to, it's more than halfway. Yeah. Um, But yes, and then I literally could not remember anything with Chaco. I mean, he had a decent weekend. It wasn't bad. It wasn't great. He ended in the points. He just didn't end on the podium. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, I feel like I'm a broken record, but obviously I didn't have time to really watch the race, so it, it was tough for no, me, and- but... This upcoming weekend, it's his home race. I feel like Checo will be more of the – the focus will be more on Checo this weekend. So I feel like we'll pay more attention to him. But, yeah, I really can't say anything about Checo. Let me – Yeah, I mean, right now he's sitting at 240 points. And he finished fourth in the race. So he, and he earned himself 16 points. He was ninth in qualifying, and he finished fourth. So he had a he, – he, Moved up five, you know, five places, which is pretty good. Um, but Hamilton is at two hundred one. So, yeah, I have Mark's other article up, like the about the whole weekend, and it says the seven-time world champion now sees second place finished a race because um, instead of closing the gap to Perez, he now falls behind Perez. So, yeah, um, I don't think he's catching Perez. But yeah, I don't really think there was anything crazy with Perez. Um, 
I mean, he has a lot to prove. But if you pay close attention to Red Bull and AlphaTauri's social media, they are... Daniel Ricciardo is back. But AlphaTauri is posting Yuki and Liam Lawson still. Really? Like, they were posting, like, short little TikTok videos from this weekend that they were filming, and it was Yuki and Liam Lawson. And Red Bull is doing a ton with Daniel Ricciardo and Max Verstappen. Like, you wouldn't know Daniel Ricciardo was, like, a, a driver with AlphaTauri, and technically they're, like, third reserve driver. Yeah, if you pay attention, they're already erasing Chego out of the picture. <laughs> that yeah. is interesting. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they're letting us know what's actually coming. So good, good to know. Mm-hmm. Someone I saw someone point that on social media, and then I went back and I was like, "Oh my god, it's so true." But yes, so um, I am excited for a Checo Mexico themed helmet. He never disappoints with a themed helmet for his home race. So yeah, that would be. I'm cool. excited for that. Yeah, I know I'll have one. Um, moving on to Ferrari. Obviously, Carlos ended up P3. We just talked about that. Um, he was also supposed to have one stop. This weekend. Yeah. So, obviously, it's come back that Charlotte Claire had a one-stop. Charlotte Claire literally went up to Pierre Gasly before the race. And Pierre says he... Charlotte Claire says, Charles came to me on the grid before the race and asked if I was going for a one-stop. I said, there's no fucking way. <laughs> Damn. So, um, but this said... Because Leclerc's excellent tire management in Coda is the reason why Ferrari... Ended up giving him, which they said is the doomed one-stop strategy. Um, and someone posted just a PSA for everyone. Both Ferrari drivers were meant to be on a one-stop. Carlos was put out on a two-stop because his tire management wasn't good. Not because he went against the team, because he's a strategic mind mastermind. Because <laughs> people were saying that's the reason why he ended up P3. And he could get a hard Charlotte Claire. He wasn't managing his tires well, so he needed to change. Meanwhile, Charlotte Claire was managing his tire as well. So he could do the one stop, but then the one stop obviously was not the move. Right. Um, but yes, so I wanted to mention that. But um, obviously, like I said, Leclerc's pull highlight of the weekend. Um, he was also suffering from a toothache the entire weekend. I kept seeing pictures of him on... No, he Sky Sport Sky Italy reported it. But if oh, you kept okay. seeing pictures for like Friars posting other photographers, he kept having something like either his hand was up on his tooth, right. or like he had one of the cooling towels or an ice pack. So people were like, "What the hell is happening? Like, wrong with Charlotte Claire?" So it um oh it went away. So it came back that he had a tooth like a dental abscess on his tooth. And was in severe pain, and he even said he was on, like, some big painkillers. So, I can't imagine driving around and bumping while your tooth hurts, so. Oh, I'm sure it's gotten um, brutal. Yeah. yeah. So, shout out to you, Leclerc. <laughs> shout Round out to applause. you. You're my driver of the day. <laughs> shout out to you. You're driver of your day all the time. <laughs> I know. Um, and... Like- breathe right and you're like driver of the day <laughs> he also signed with wme town agency this today it was the news was announced so that's yeah huge. That was... um but I people did... are saying because they think he really did resign with ferrari obviously it's the worst kept secret of the world but that maybe he has more independence with this new contract because ferrari can be pretty uh 
tight-lipped. Yeah. And I mean, and Charlotte Claire clearly knows he's pretty marketable. He yeah. will be the face of F1. If he can win a world championship, he will. So it's pretty huge because people are saying, like some of the people they have signed, Serena Williams, um, there's music acts, there's actors, but like there is, wow. there's other athletes that help them bridge. I think Hamilton signed with them. And I think someone said Alex Albon, which I thought was random, but oh. um, yes, it, good move. Good move, LeClaire. Good um, move. Yes. Um, move. My alarm's going off. Uh, besides Hamilton for Mercedes, it was just the penalty for George Russell in the sprint race, but didn't really stop anything. It wasn't like major difference. Right. I just put because he started behind Max Verstappen, and people were like, "Max Verstappen, George Russell will take you out." <laughs> so. <laughs> He is the most dangerous man off the start. I literally said, I was like, George the Tower Russell, you need to be out in full swing today. So, but he wasn't. He played by the rules. Um, He did play by the rules. What? Just No, just thought of something to add at the end. We'll we'll talk about it. Um, Besides, we can end on your faves. Um, Yes. So we'll go to Haas and Alfa Romeo didn't really have anything noticeable, I don't think. Besides Alfa Romeo boys showing up in full cowboy uniform and they pulled it off. Yeah, so besides that, um, I think it was like a good thing with F1 TV. They like went to a place and picked out cowboy boots and stuff, but <laughs> I didn't see it. Um, Alfa Tauri, Yuki Tsunoda, fastest lap. Yeah. You go, Yuki. Um, was... Yeah, we're going to. I, nothing. I, it's just that's fantastic. And he, for you. he literally did because I was watching the highlights before. He literally did the fastest lap on the last lap of the race. So good um, for him. Mm-hmm. Oh, besides Haas, Haas and both Aston Martin started from the pit lane. So there's ah, four drivers right. that started from the pit lane. Um, William Logan Sargent finishes in the points for the first time. In America. <laughs> That's just Which, it's so fitting for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's the first time an American scored points in 30 years. The last American sp- scored points was Michael Andretti. So. That is hilarious. Mm-hmm. But yes, you go, Logan Sargent. We were all excited for you. Williams had a decent weekend. Um, they're not going to wow. finish last. What? Go ahead. No, what were you gonna say? I was I so I looked up. I went to F one's website and I looked up the fastest laps from this this weekend. There is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight people in front of Max Verstappen today for over this weekend for fastest lap. Oh my God! Yeah, so it goes: Yuki, Daniel Ricardo, George Russell, Alpha Tauri, <laughs> Lewis Hamilton, Sergio Perez, Lance Stroll, Fernando Alonso, Lando Norris, and then Max. Wow. Maybe he's like, I don't need the points. I already won the championship. Like, like Yuki Sonoda's average speed, I don't know if this is in miles per hour or kilometers per hour, was 202-231, right? For Max Verstappen's average speed was 198-412. Oh, my God. So Yuki had him by 
four units of whatever that is. Yeah. But maybe yeah. maybe the Red Bull fully powered is not as strong as we all think because he maybe. wasn't able to get his thirty second gap. So Yeah. But the fact that both Alpha Tauris were one and two. Yeah, one and two. Yuki with a one thirty eight, one thirty nine, and Daniel uh what Daniel? I call him that. Uh, Ricard- Ricardo with a 139 366. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, Ricardo did still finish last, but it's okay. Um, because yeah. you're the two disqualifying cars and then three people that retired. Um, but yeah, I mean, Logan Sargent, Logan Sargent and Alex Albon finished ninth and 10th. So that's three points for them. But <laughs> I don't think someone said that they should not be. They're not one of the teams to be finishing last, so no. It's Alpha Tauri Haas and Alpha Romeo with 10, 12, and 16 points. Williams has 26 after them. So 10, 12, and 16 points. Yeah. Yeah, they'll, they'll be fine. Yeah. Um you go, James Val. Um but besides that, um Alpine. They Besides having okay the coolest weekend. fucking helmet on the on the grid, Pierre Gat. Oh no, that was his last year's helmet, I think. What? That- he was using the Spider-Man helmet, but I think he posted that last year. It doesn't matter. Maybe if he was he- wearing a Spider-Man helmet. And I know. P- I refuse to believe. Nobody said this to me. I'm not like fighting with anybody here. This is just my own my own head cannon. I refuse to believe that it's it's a coincidence. That he wore that helmet the same weekend that the Spider-Man 2 video game came out. Oh, it's not a coincidence. Yeah. The man loves Marvel himself, so it's not a coincidence yeah. at all. And I know for a fact, I think I, I think I tweeted it from, I can't remember, I think it was on Twitter. And I said, you just know that this man is playing that video game in between sessions. Like, mm-hmm. he w- has to be playing it. And I just thought, yeah, he cool, coolest helmet on the grid. That's why he crashed into him and Oscar made contact at the beginning of the race and he had to retire so he could go play the video games. I don't blame him. I don't blame him at all. I respect Um, him for that. No, I also loved Pierre Gasly's helmet um, for multiple reasons. It was a tribute to, um, I'm going to butcher the last name, Francois Servet. It's a French name, clearly. Um, A French driver who lost his life 50 years ago in Watkins Glen. So because we were just in Watkins Glen, I went back and looked it up. But he spent time with Sir Jackie Stewart, Pierre Gasly, because they were very close friends and their families were close, and he was very affected by him passing away. Um, If you look at the helmet Pierre Gasly made and the helmet that Francois actually wore, it's perfect. Like, the design is so good. Um, But, yeah, so I went back and looked at the video. I mean, the video is black and white. But he crashed at Watkins Glen, like, during a free practice, I think you said, or a qualifying. But, like, at the time, they had guardrails. So his car, like, flipped over. And then the one video they're showing, they're craning the car out, but they have to put a blanket over because they couldn't get his body out without taking the car off first. Oh, gosh. Yeah, so it was very – it was tragic. Um, But still, yeah, I did – I enjoyed his helmet probably the most this weekend. Um, but besides that, they came out of the woodwork with some crazy investors helping. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, let me bring up the actual list. 
So it's Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, um, Rory McIlroy. Who else? Where is it? There's a couple other in there, but they're all from different sports. So that's what I really like. About yeah, it. there's uh, Trent Alexander Arnold. He's a Liverpool FC football player. Um, Juan Matea is also a football player. Um, and then a boxer by the name of um, Anthony Anthony Joshua. Sorry, I could not figure out how to say his name for some reason. Um, but yes, so Rory McIlroy was there this weekend. There's pictures of him helping Espanacon. Um, they both showed up in Chiefs jerseys. And then the Anthony um, Joshua was helping warm up Pierre Gasly before the race, like when Pierre does the tennis ball reflex exercise. Um, but yeah, so they're all part of that same group that Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney have. I'm losing the name on the, it's like, starts with a no. That investment group, now these yeah. people are also in it. So, um, I, uh, yes. I know the name of the group too, but I'm also blanking on the name. I It's escaping me right now. But yeah, it's it's within that Rob McElhenney, Ryan Reynolds group. Mm-hmm. So it's... uh. It's huge for Alpine, yeah, who's in shambles. Yeah. yeah. But I literally but, said, I was immediately posting, I said, Rob McElhoney, Philly. Travis Kelsey, related to Jason Kelsey. <laughs> I said, we're one and a half step closer to that Philly they GP. are <laughs> almost there. Almost So almost close. There. Like, if I turn on the Philly skate blender and Rob McElhoney's there and Pierre Gasly sitting next to him, I'm going to book it down to Citizens of the Bank Park. <laughs> oh, you know Rob McElhaney's going to be there. Absolutely. Oh, I know. Um, but yes, besides their new investors, we mentioned it. Esteban Ocon had another DNF. <laughs> he had another retirement. Yes, he did. Um, he has the most out of this season. I think we were at six before, so... Um, yeah. Sounds right. Yeah. Can't get any worse. But he had contact with Oscar at the beginning. I took a screenshot. So it said, on the rundown to turn two with Akon on Piastri's right, the Alpine racer's front left wheel hit the right-hand side pod of the McLaren. Um, the incident brought su- sufficient damage to, s- to see Akon retire from the race on lap six, and then Piastri followed four laps later having suffered a gradual loss of water pressure. So, yeah, wasn't a great weekend for Alcon and Piastri. Um, no, it was not. They always just know and, how to ruin the ruin the news of, of new investors. They really do. Because when they announced Rob McHoney and Ryan Reynolds, they had a double DNF. <laughs> yep. So. They both <laughs> is. Yeah. I'm also just waiting for... Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey to make an appearance at the paddock, but we'll see when that happens. But someone said, I might have posted that Fernando Alonso can finally meet his rumored girlfriend from a few weeks ago. So, for a few months ago, if Travis brings her. So. If Travis brings Are they yeah. officially dating? What's the word on that? Are they? No, I think they're officially dating. She was at the game again. I saw that, but I don't know if it's. She's like, I can't genuinely tell if it's them buying into it or if they're officially dating now. No, I think that they're officially dating because when they showed up at Saturday Night Live together, when Pete Davidson, he was spotted leaving her apartment the next day before oh. he went to the Eagles game. Um, she was there again. She's like been in his house with the family before each game. 
Oh, all right. Thanks. And then there was a picture of him and her and then two other people, I think another couple from the Chiefs. And she's, like, kissing his cheek. So I think they're legit actually wow. dating. Which the fact is that they got, weird. like, memed into dating each other is hilarious to me. No, but... I don't think they got... We're really going off. I don't think they got memed into it. I think when he mentioned that he tried slipping her a bracelet with his number on it, they were already talking. I agree with the fans. That he that was, like, his soft launch. And then it just snowballed. Yeah. Imagine thinking that you could soft launch Taylor Swift. I know. <laughs> that is just, that's a bold move right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, all right, heck, um, yeah, it worked out for him. Yeah. But moving on, um, Aston Martin was uneventful for them again. It they both uneventful. had. They, they bo- <laughs> True. They both had issues literally from FP1 on, and it just yeah. never got better. <laughs> I think Lance Stroll might have didn't done six laps during FP1. Um, I did see he was out very early during during FP1. I was able to watch that, and he was yeah he was out like right away. They were having brake issues the whole weekend, both cars. Um, Lance Stroll retired during the sprint race, and then Alonso obviously d- retired during the Grand Prix, but much later he almost finished Alonso, but then retired. Um. I feel like sucks even more than retiring super early. Retiring like a lap before it ends, or oh yeah, well I mean think of think of how many races ago where George Russell it was like the race for third and he crashed. Oh like, yeah, literally the last corner. Like that's just like I, I don't all that work for nothing. Yeah, what to compare that to? Because it's like you do the whole thing, and then it's like oh fuck, I just I just ruined it. Like, and it's, it's like, like a baseball game having a lead into the ninth and then giving it up when the home yeah, team goes up the bat that's last. A, that's like, a great, yeah, that's a great example of it. It's you go through this whole thing and you're like, I'm doing so good, you know, I'm competing, we're racing, and then just all of a sudden, it's like drop of a hat. It's like, all right, well now you have to now you have to DNF and you don't get any points, mm-hmm. you don't get to finish this race, and basically everything you just did for the past thirty laps meant means nothing. Like, nothing. It's like fuck. Like, okay. Yeah. Like, I think I rather. I think I rather go out early. <laughs> I would. I would one hundred percent rather go out early. Yeah. I mm-hmm. would rather have something wrong with the car. You know, fifteen laps. You know, within that fifteen lap window, that's what I would like, or twenty laps, let's say, because then at that point you're well into the race and you're like, we're going. We're 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 getting to the end of this race. Like. Yeah. Um but yes. As I wouldn't said, it wasn't event it was eventful because <laughs> my boys McLaren. They did the damn the thing. The papaya team. The papaya team. They did the damn thing. They uh they unfortunately like you mentioned, we had Oscar Oscar DNF the race. He had the he had to pull out because he said he had contact with, with uh 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 Esteban Alcon. Um mm-hmm. Which, lap 10 for him. Yeah, which sucks because I didn't see the collision happen when I was trying to watch the race. I was flipping back and forth between the race and the one of the football games because we were, you know, wedding in the bridal suite wasn't just me. I was like, as you're trying to get ready for the wedding. Yeah. Um, so I'm flipping back and forth. We flipped into it, and I saw that Oscar was out. So I was a little bumped about that, but I was happy with Lando. 
And then I was happy with Lando because he finished in third, which I was like, fantastic. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's great. That'll put you, I couldn't remember off the top of my head at the time. I was like, that. I don't know if that puts you over Aston Martin already. If it does, fantastic. If it doesn't, you're, you're, da- you're damn close. Like, and well, yeah, after the sprint, they only needed six points. So that put them right. ahead. Right. So. Which, yeah, and then at the time, too, I wasn't calculating the sprint into the sprint, it as well. Yeah. But, yeah, they did the damn thing. They are – they're above them now. So I'm currently – I'm looking at the team yeah. standings now. And Aston Martin is sitting at 236 points. And McLaren is looking – is sitting at 242. So they have a little bit of a separation. It's not the most comfortable – you know, separation, I would definitely love if they could perform again this weekend in Mexico and just get more of that separation. They are, like we mentioned earlier, their Ferrari in front of them now sitting at 322 points. So that's far. That's far. That's an 80 point spread. And that's might that's gonna be difficult to make up for mm-hmm. the for the end of the year. They basically means that they're gonna do that. They're gonna have need to like a double podium perfect. every week. Yeah, they're gonna have to sweep <laughs> the end of the series. And Mark actually wrote about this too in his article. Like, it pretty much means that Ed, like Ferrari and Mercedes in front of them, because they're they technically have a chance for second, basically just have to DNF here on out. And McLaren has to sweep here on out and get double podiums here on out to to make that climb. But yeah. the best thing about this. Are the driver standings? So oh, I didn't look at this. So I'll, I'll I'll say this: Leclerc currently sits at seventh, right, with a hundred depressing, hundred and fifty-one <laughs> points. Mm-hmm. Lando Norris currently sits at sixth with hundred and fifty-nine points. Carlos Sainz currently sits at fifth with hundred and seventy-one points. Fernando Alonso currently sits at fourth with hundred and eighty-three points. It is feasible yeah, it with is. the way that Ferrari's luck goes sometimes and with the way Aston Martin has completely switched sides and has just been completely flipped with McLaren from the beginning of the season. There, It's feasible that Lando Norris could finish in fourth this year. Ooh. And it's like... That'll be huge. That would be so... That would be fantastic. And it just – it would speak volumes for McLaren themselves as a team just like shouting to this world of like we have two very serious contenders and very good For the next few here. years. Yeah, we have them locked up and we're fucking coming. Like mm-hmm. that is exactly what that shouts. And it's like – I mean that's the thing. Theoretically, let's say – Let's say Lando gets second for Mexico, right? Carlos gets I, – I, I don't know the math off the top of my head. Carlos gets uh, six of the below, I think, would be the point spread. He's going to pass him. He's going to pass him within a race. I can see him, and we mentioned before, both Ferraris are going to have a power unit penalty at some point within the next two races in Mexico or Brazil. So Correct. And the it's, way they go, it's it's a it's it's a real possibility, and it makes me so excited. And it's they don't have any they don't have any 
point of slowing down right now. No. And it's fantastic to watch. So they have I, all I, the I just, momentum. I just looked it up. So if let's if Lando gets second, right? He gets 18 points. So that would put him over. That would get him to over Carlos. That would get him over Carlos. That would get him to 177 points, which is currently a six point spread from him, which would be but a that's if Carlos retires or doesn't score any points. Right. So if if Carlos gets anything eighth or worse, and Lando gets second, we're good. But essentially, if Lando gets anything less than third, Carlos has to not finish in the points. That's what Mm. has to happen. So Lando in third or better, and Carlos no points for him to overtake him in the next race. It, And it's like... That's doable. if we would have been talking about this in the beginning of the season, it would have been a laughing matter between the right? two of us. Especially after the f- the first race when, like, they literally were just doing practice sessions because they both yeah. were lapped, like, how many times by Max? Yeah, how no, many times? I never would have expected them to be But now we're sitting here and we're legitimately successful. saying that McLaren has a – Lando has a serious chance – to overtake Carlos Sainz in the Drivers' Championship, which would be great. I wish I could say the same for Oscar Piastri. He has a much larger point spread between him and George Russell. George Russell is currently at 8th with 143 points. Piastri is ninth with 83. So it's – he could definitely make up some ground, you know, and finishing finishing top 10 – your rookie your, season? Your rookie season? That's fucking great. You have a race win on as yeah. a sprint rate? Like, yeah. No. And, like, even – I'll say this, too, because um, Gasly sits behind Piastri right now with 56 points. Piastri has 83. There's 22 yeah. drivers on the grid. If you finish within the top half of those drivers your first – your rookie season, that's – that is a win. Hats mm-hmm. off to you. You know, fantastic. That is – the, 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 I mean, you the, know, he's winning rookie of the year. There's no question. Oh, I mean, he's probably the most yeah. successful. He's probably had the most successful rookie season for McLaren since Lewis Hamilton. And I mean, think about that. <laughs> so. so good. And he is. Yeah. I mean, he's got I nine hope, top tens out of his yeah. 17 races we've had so far. That is yeah. wild. Like. That's wild. I hope they can carry the mem- this confidence and momentum into next season. Like, I know they're probably already working on the car. It's probably almost finished. But I hope it goes into next season because I yeah. it would be uh, – if they could be the top challenger with Red Bull, that'd be insane. I would be – I would be really curious to see if they could – if they performed like this at the start of the year, where would we be? Where we, you know, they would be probably ahead of Mercedes and Ferrari. They would, I think they would. Yeah. The question to me would be would they, would Lando be ahead of Perez? Would Perez still be in second? What would be the, would the tight for the fight for a P2 be even tighter? Yeah. Yeah. Like what? I think it would be a different. And I agree with you. I would love, love, love if they could carry this momentum over to next year and just hit the ground running. And it is. It, I can't say that it's looking like they will because obviously we don't know. But if what they, if they're taking what they're learning from this car 
and implementing into next year's car, I'm begging that they mm-hmm. are on the on the track for second place next year. Yeah, That's so nice. That'd be that'd be wild. <laughs> I would want every piece of merch. <laughs> I would love it. I would absolutely yeah. love it. But yeah, that's um, fine. They did that. They did the damn thing, and it's was so nice to watch them. And they did the damn thing. Did the damn thing. But and they're going to continue to do it. Um, but no, I agree. Anything? Do you have anything else from the race or no? I don't have anything from the race, but there is a little bit of news. That yeah, I forgot about this. Did not talk about that. I am so excited for as well because not only does it star. Landon Norris, but it combines two of my favorite things right now, and that is golf and Formula One. <laughs> so genius move by Netflix. Genius, genius. When I saw this, when I saw this news come out, I was so happy because we had talked about this before. Because there was a rumor that was it was gonna happen. It was a rumor, yeah. And we were like speculating which drivers were going to be in on it and yeah. all this stuff. Yeah. And when Netflix came out and tweeted it and basically said, hey, this is what we're going to do. I was like, this is so good. And I, I tweeted it from our account. I said, you know, I was like, this is pure genius from Netflix. It's you know, you're taking your most successful sports document series mm-hmm. and combining it with your newest. And it just makes so much sense. And we, you know, we've talked numerous times about Lando having a big golf presence. You know, Carlos already played in a golf tournament this year and everything, you know. Yeah, he also is huge. It it just I can't wait. I'm so excited. So it's gonna be called Pierre Gasly is the one that I don't get why he's in it, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's gonna be called the Netflix Cup, and it's going to stream live on Netflix. On November 14th at 6 p.m. So that's a Tuesday night. That is mm-hmm. right in our recording time. So whether we live stream it, whether we do something. And I was talking to, spoiler alert, I was talking to Kyle about doing stuff with other people to live stream it. Because it'd be too perfect not to live exactly. stream. So yeah. yeah, I think it would be a really good opportunity for it. And I definitely want to block off some amount of time to watch this and mm-hmm. stream this and watch it live. But yeah, so it's going to have Alex Albin, Pierre Gasly, Lando Norris, and Carlos Sainz. And then the PGA Tour golfers are going to be Ricky Fowler, Max Oma, Colin Morikawa, and Justin Thomas. And if you've watched Full Swing, those are all people that they covered during the show, so you should be at least a little familiar with it. Um, but essentially what it's going to be is – says four pairs consisting of one Formula One driver and one PGA mm-hmm. Tour professional will play an eight-hole match with the top two teams advancing to the final hole where they will battle for the chance to win the inaugural Netflix Cup title. So I would love it. The only way this could be better for me is if Lando Norris and Justin Thomas got paired because that's my obviously favorite Formula One driver. That's my favorite PGA golfer. Yeah. Right now. I wonder if they can pick or if they've already got it figured out because I – I'm sure they have it figured out now. Like I'm also not shocked because the guy who just won the Masters, was he in the show? Uh fuck. Or who? no. John Rahm. John Rahm just won the Masters, right? Mm-hmm. Masters 2023. He was not in the show. Yeah, John okay. Rahm won. Um he was not and covered and in the then, show. There's clips of him in there, but he's not covered. He was not one of the main. 
And then I was so confused because I was like, why is Pierre here? And then I went back and looked because I was like, is Rory here? Because that would make sense. But Rory's not there. So Pierre is the one I would not have picked to be yeah. Rory's in it. Rory is in the he's in the last episode. Yeah, but he's not one of the goth he's not one of the goth people. And that's why I would think if Pierre was in it and Rory was in it, because of the new investor news, that would make sense. Right. They'd be paired up. That would make sense. But the other three make perfect sense to be in the show. I said I hope Alex Albon's girlfriend, who is a pro woman scoffer, can be like a sideline reporter or something because I just need her roasting them during Oh yeah. <laughs> It, I, I'll be honest with you. It is. It will be a missed opportunity by Netflix if they do not pull her in for some form. In of some way, commentating, even if it's just like a quick, like, "Hey, whole seven, we're gonna talk to." I'm blanking on her name. I feel like an asshole. Lily. Um, Lily. We're gonna pull in Lily just to commentate while Alex plays hole. You know, while they play hole number seven. You know, it's a hundred percent. Yeah. Like that would be such a missed opportunity if Netflix didn't pull her in. But yeah, but yeah, I'm so I'm so excited for this to happen. I've I've never seen anything live streamed on Netflix before, so like from a technical standpoint, like technological standpoint too, I'm curious to see how that works. Well, but it's their first sporting one. Last year, they did they tried they tried doing the live Love Is Blind reunion. Right. On Netflix, and it That's failed right. miserably, like miserably. Um, so I would hope the sports was a little bit easier. They have it figured out by now. So yeah, I will be interested to see how it'll be. I think it'll be exciting. I know nothing about golf. I'll be there for the F1 drivers only. So <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, yeah, I'm super excited for this. So yeah, no and I'm happy they're doing it the week of Vegas. I called that before. I said if they don't, they're gonna do it, it the week sense. of Vegas because they'll be in America. It'll be the easiest time. So that makes sense. Yeah. They'll probably is it the golf course where the the globe yeah. thing peeks at you? Is that the golf course? Oh, uh, I just quit out of I just quit out of the article. Let me see if it actually is in here. Uh, I also before we go to our predictions, news came out today about the Vegas GP and they're having an opening ceremony on Wednesday night. It's I gonna be so so I literally posted, is this the Olympic opening ceremonies or the F1 Vegas GP opening ceremonies? Yeah. So they confirmed the opening ceremonies will be on Wednesday, November 15th. You'll be able to watch on ESPN2 or YouTube TV. I'm going to assume F1 TV as well. Um, the opening ceremony will consist of all 20 drivers, Cirque du Soleil, the Blue Man Group, and nine musical guests. That's Andre Day, Bishop Briggs, Jay Balvin, Journey, Keith Urban, Steve Aoki, Swedish Elf Mafia, 30 Seconds to Mars, and Will I Am. Literally. Mars is gonna be there? Mm-hmm. It's gonna be on the it's gonna be on the grid, so we'll be interesting to see um that, but yes. Yes, this is um, the this is the course the same the sphere, one. the sphere looks at you. This was also the course, I don't know if you saw it when it was happening, where Patrick Mahomes. Oh, Travis Kelsey, yeah. Travis Kelsey, they played their match against um mm-hmm. Who was that? Was that Steph Curry and somebody else? Yeah, two basketball players. Yeah, yeah, that's where they had that that match. Um, okay, for anyone who watched that, makes that sense. Game. So, I did watch that. Yeah. That was fun. Um, Super excited. Yes. Cannot wait. Um. Okay. Moving on. Mexico. Moving on. Mexico. <laughs> Moving on. Um. Obviously, we said Mexico GP Sergio Perez's GP. 
Will he announce his retirement? Is that Reddit thread correct? We will never know. <laughs> well, we might know. We'll find out. Um. Yes. So, I didn't change the times, did I? I didn't change the times except for... No, I have them up. So, it's okay. October 27th, 28th, and 29th. Um, obviously, October 27th, practice one is at 2.30 to 3.30 p.m. Practice two was at 6 to 7 p.m. Practice three on Saturday is 1.30 to 2.30 p.m. Qualifying is 5 to 6 p.m. And then the race is Sunday, October 29th at 4 p.m. Love afternoon races. Actually, I don't. I said I appreciate the early morning races because I can literally get up and watch them and then go on with my day. Yeah. Um, the track is 17 turns with 71 laps. Um, it's 4.3 kilometers long. Um, so it's just over like six and a half miles or a little bit over more than that. Um, it's two DRS zones and one speed trap that long straight at the end. Red Bull literally might take flight. Um, oh, yeah. the past two winners were Max Verstappen in 2021 and 2022. And then the lap record is held by um, Valtteri Bottas, which was in 2021. Um, we're we can do our predictions, and then there's so many sirens outside. And then um, I wanted to talk about one other thing with the race, and I completely forgot, so we'll go back to it. Um, but predictions. It's a normal race, no sprint, so just one set of, and I'll write them down so I can post them again. Uh, can I do speed again? Because I kind of liked that yesterday. Or not yesterday, last week. Last week? Yeah. Yeah. Like, no uh, fault to it? No fault to put it. Here, you're putting P1. <laughs> here, like I did last time. Just got to visualize it. Yeah. You know what? I, I uh, You're putting thought uh, into it. Verstappen, Lando... I don't know. I can't think of anybody. Um, Lando. I want to go with like a shock one. Oh, I'm not. You're going to be shocked by my answer. I'm, I'm going to go. It's not really a shock, but George Russell. Not really a shock. Oh, I mean, that's a shock. Um, okay, I'm going to do Verstappen. Lando, okay. Oscar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Might be the first time in 33 episodes I have not said Leclerc on the podium. So Casey, Casey wants McLaren in third or fourth place. I said I think Oscar Piastri was quoted as saying it was a very humbling weekend. So I think he's on a mission um, to get back. But yes. I'm sure okay. it was a humbling weekend for him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yes, one thing before, I've had this multiple conversations about this on people with threads. So clearly I was watching some of the race. I didn't really see the podium celebrations. Max Verstappen was booed. That's one thing. Was he really? Yes. But so people were saying, like, they get it. They're like offended, like, why it's booing. And I literally have posted multiple people. I said, one. Booing in American sports is normal. I said, maybe yeah. this is the Philadelphia sports fan in me. And I said, but we boo our own teams when they're not playing well. Yeah. I, so it's normal. Someone said to me, booing is not like 
an offensive thing. They've booed Hamilton. They've booed Michael Schumacher. They've booed Sebastian Vettel. Yeah. They literally boo everyone. If you're in the lead by that much, they're going to boo you. Um, so I don't get that. Booing is normal. It's going to happen in American sports. They're going to – Max Verstappen will most likely be booed this weekend in Mexico because Checo Perez fans will probably boo Max Verstappen. Oh, uh, like, 100%. And it's not even – because I know Max was booed in Monza and literally Charlotte Claire like, told the crowd to, like, be quiet. Like, it's – that's any sports fans. I mean, there's – Yeah. Like – European football fans, they're passionate. They're going to boo. So oh, yeah. that's what I don't get. But I, I did not appreciate I saw. Apparently, they were chanting Checo's name during the Dutch national anthem. Like, if you're on the TV, you heard it. Like, if oh. you're watching the broadcast. So that is, yeah, that's not respectful because it's not. Yeah. But because there was a lot of Checo fans there. But, yeah, booing is going to happen. Like, booing I can't. Is, I don't know what yeah. else to tell you. Like you said, that's going to happen. Sport. And I definitely, mm-hmm. I can definitely see the point of like booing definitely happens more in American sports than it does in other places around the world. You know, I think American fans tend to lean more into the idea of like, this is a competition, so screw those other guys. Whereas yeah, other places are, hey, this is a competition, but I respect, you know, these other people. They do the same thing that my team does, you know, stuff like that. But yeah, that's uh, booing is gonna happen. I think I'd be weird if booing if he wasn't booed. Like I think I would be. It'd be weird if he wasn't booed. Yeah, it would be weird to me too. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I just wanted to mention that because that's not going away. So sorry, people. <laughs> not anytime soon. I mean, literally, Philadelphia Phillies fans were booing Craig Krimble as he came onto the field last night because they'll probably do it again tonight. If you come I don't think I'll be used right. tonight, but yes, it booing is normal. It's not going anywhere. Um, yeah. But with on that note, do you want to close us out? I will close, close us, out. us out. I gotta go make some. Go make some dinner. Oh my god! You just like um, wait. You're back. You like went. You were really frozen, and then you came back real fast. <laughs> and it happened to you too. So that's weird. Um, yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Thank you for listening today. Um, it was a little bit of a longer episode. We talked about mm-hmm. a lot. I knew. Um, I had a feeling it was going to be. Yeah, I had a feeling too. But yeah, thank you for listening today. Um, if you enjoyed this episode or if you enjoy our other episodes, please give us a follow at Underground F1 on Instagram and Threads. Right now, we're at uh, 546 followers on Threads. When we I had to update it. We when we last recorded, which was last week, we were at what 412. Yeah, I updated it to 412. Which is fucking wild. So <laughs> it's insane. Keep it please keep it coming. I got my first taste of threads this weekend with tweeting during the sprint shootout on threads. And you guys are great. It was interacting between so many people and, and messaging back and forth and commenting back and forth. And it's fantastic. Um, threads, we love you. I did put on threads too that if anybody wants to join the fun on Twitter, come on over. <laughs> and I linked our handle. That handle is underground underscore F1. Um, so like I said, Come join us on, on Twitter. You know, right now we're at 83 followers. I really want to close Woo! that gap on Casey right now. You know, she's killing yeah, me. Yeah, right now. Killing me right now. This was a driver champion, driver championship. Casey would have won already. But regardless, we're yeah. We're actually all – we're also one away from 200 followers on Instagram. Oh, look at that. We need that one more follower. Um, mm-hmm. That is fantastic. We're really – you know, it's insane, it's insane to see – 
all this growth that we recently have and all the new followers and like I said, people to interact with on social media. Um, And it makes us a hell of a lot more fun, you know, and sometimes doesn't feel like you're screaming or tweeting or posting into a void, but that is, yeah. But thank you so much. We love it. We love to see it. Um, Casey posted before we recorded today, any questions anybody has during right before we started recording and we did get an answer back, which was fantastic. It was about the planks, Mm -hmm. but we post pretty often about anything you want us to talk about. If you want us to talk about anything, feel free to please respond to those those posts. Um, please also feel free to shoot us an email at undergroundf1pod at gmail.com. Check it every day. We're looking at it all the time. Um, if you have any questions or is there anything you want us to talk about, please shoot us an email there or shoot us a message on Twitter or shoot us a message on threads. Any way you can think of, we'd love to hear from you. Um, we talked about it last week a little bit, but we just, you know, are new to the sport. We hope to learn as much as we can. And if there's a question that you have that we don't know the answer to, we'll figure it out. That was, you know, the planks today. The planks was a learning experience. Mm-hmm. So it was really cool to figure that out. And now that's something I know more about the sport. Now that's something that Casey knows about the sport. So we love that. Um, and finally, please go follow our main YouTube page. That is at Underground Sports Philadelphia. That's where you can get full video episodes of this podcast and all the other podcasts on the Underground Sports Network. Um, it follows Underground Sports Philly, Top Bins, um, Streamer Season, uh, Get in the Hole, blah, 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 who we might be partnering with for you know Netflix's live golfing event. Um, they're trying to reach 600 as soon as possible. Right now I have we the did. number listed at 590. I knew. I had thought that we did. Um, no, I, I think we hit it last week after we finished recording. I feel oh, like Kyle was posting. Son of a bitch. Um, let me Sorry, see. I should have updated it. No, no, no. That's fine. I could have updated it too. But yeah, keep growing that that show. The more we get, the more we grow the show, and the more we get more people. More content we can put out. The more content we can put out, and the more things that YouTube will let us do. Um, Right now, we're at six hundred and seventeen, which is fantastic. We love to see that. Um, So we're trying to get to a thousand because I'm pretty sure around a thousand is where all those different things unlock. We can do more live streams. We can do a whole bunch of other shit. So. Please go follow. Thank you so much for listening today and my long-winded goodbye rant. And we will see you after the Mexican GP. Goodbye. Go Phil. Go <laughs> yeah. We might be depressed the next time you hear us. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Go okay, Phil. goodbye. Lights out and away we go.